0: I'm here to help you grow and learn as a resource room teacher. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome to the resource room podcast. And this episode is the very beginning of season number four. Wow. Season number four. I'm proud of myself for making it this far. I'm proud of myself for uh, starting and setting a goal at the beginning of the year and carrying it out. Sometimes recording podcast episodes is hard for me because I really think like, oh, they don't wanna hear this. Oh, they don't wanna know it. And your messages or your emails, they really pump me up and keep me going. So in this series, I'm going to share everything that I know or everything that comes to mind about back to school and the beginning of the school year in this episode i'm going to be sharing everything that i do for my open house at school or you might call it back to school night meet the teacher night open house whatever it is whatever you call it this is what i do where we invite our parents in and they get to check out their classrooms and so if you are new to special education or you're a brand new teacher or you know you've switched from teaching something else now to special education i want you to know that open house is not real hip-hopping for us special ed teachers okay especially those of us who are in a resource room setting where you know we don't have a self-contained classroom where whose class are you in i'm in mrs wilts i don't have that okay they're in someone else's classroom and i'm just somebody who they see every day and so a lot of times they forget about us. They're coming to check out their first grade classroom or their new second grade classroom or whatever. They're coming with a different purpose than coming to see you. And so if you are a brand new teacher, I would strongly encourage you to call all of your parents or you know send them a letter or a postcard or something so that they even know that you exist. Now, there are always those parents who you know maybe they have a third or a fourth grader and they've been through the game with special ed and they knew that the previous teacher was retiring or now is moving to a grade level you know they might know that and so they might be like hey I'm going to meet that special ed teacher and just let her know about my son or daughter but oftentimes they don't even think of us so if you want to meet your parents if you want to kind of give some information and get to know some kids and You know, get a good read on some of the situations. I highly recommend that before open house, you call parents and just introduce yourself. And then usually in that phone call, I'll say, oh, did you know the open house is happening on blah, blah, blah night? I'd love for you to stop by the room. I've got a little something and a couple of games and that kind of thing. And I'd love to see you guys there and let them know that it's even happening and that when they come, especially if they did know of Open House, let them know that you exist. Let them know that you are there and that you would love to meet them in person instead of just on the phone. So for me, that's like the pre-work. That's before Open House. That's what you need to do. Make sure that they even know you exist. For even some of your returning students, they might again just be thinking, oh, I have to go meet my new third grade teacher. They may not think, oh, well, Mrs. Whoop is here too. I'm gonna go see her. Hopefully they think of me, I hope. Most of my returning students do usually come down for a hug, but I always try to call any new students so that they know where I am Um, i let them know my room number kind of give them some brief directions um, how to get to my room but i always say if if you forget or you don't know just ask the classroom teacher they know where i'm at so once they actually arrive to my room i have several things that i like to share with them Um, i guess this is also maybe from my fifth grade gen ed days I, at that time when I taught Gen Ed, always had stations, and so they kind of came in the door, they did this, they did this, they did that, and then they met with me on the way out. And so there, they were dropping off supplies, they were filling out some paperwork, that kind of thing. I don't really have that for me, Um, but I like to start whenever they come in by just having a printout that with some information about me, a little bit of contact information, background information, that kind of thing. And in the show notes, I have a printable that if you want that so that you can edit it and add your picture and your contact information, you can. Um, But there are also things on TPT, um, but oftentimes those are made for general education teachers. And so we know we're a little bit different and so um, I have made this specifically with special ed teachers in mind so if you need to download that check the show notes and you'll be able to download um, just a little printable meet the teacher page I also usually have a little something for them like um, one year I did pop rocks and the page that was kind of that it was stapled to or attached to said this year is going to rock um, one year I did, um I bought them from like the little party favor section of Walmart, and they were amazed with a little silver ball. When I was a kid, those were really cool. I don't know how much they love them as much now that we have all this technology in their hands. But, you know, and it said this year is going to be amazing. And you know, just things like that, some cheesy little gift or something. So usually when they come in, both the parent and the child is going to be able to leave with something in hand from me that's going to be helpful or enjoyable later. I also share about my behavior management system. And so I tell parents that I have a prize box and how do students get in the prize box. This year though, I'm really leaning towards more having a store for my students. And so I wanna talk to them about how are we going to earn money? When are we going to get to shop? Things like that. Um, So explain whatever your behavior management system happens to be maybe you're thinking oh Amanda I haven't really thought about that well think about that what are you going to do to help incentivize or motivate some of your students and get them excited for coming to your group because they can earn prizes they can earn this they can buy that so I always like to share my behavior management system with both parents and students alike I also always have some STEM activities for students or other siblings that happen to come with my students. I like to have those ready and available. And honestly, those kind of vary from year to year, maybe based on supplies I have in my closet, things that I found on Pinterest or TPT that are new. Um, But I like to have those because a lot of the time, the kids like to do that, siblings like to do that. Adults can interact if they want, but it also gives us a time, the adults in the room, to have a conversation somewhat privately and the kids are still entertained. So I like to have some STEM activities that are available for them to do just to be able to have some adult time. Um, Even for one of my kids that comes to mind has had a lot of um, difficulty with anxiety. So this year I foresee, hey, you and your brother go work on this while I have a conversation with mom and just get an update. What have they done uh, therapy wise this this summer how has he been doing you know just that kind of thing i'd like an update but he doesn't need to hear every single bit of that um so we can kind of have a private conversation if needed and then if not the parents and i can join in on whatever they're doing as well i also do a game called two truths and a lie which is very common and not original to me but i like to use it for my students And so what I like to do is take a file folder, so picture a file folder, and on the outside of the file folder, I type a statement. And so, well, really, I type three statements, and I would have three file folders. So the statement, which will either be a truth or a lie, will go on the outside, and then to check it, we pick it up, and on the inside of the file folder is usually a picture of me, if it's true, saying, you know, truth. This is the truth, and lie, and mine that I'm working on this year, um, I don't know, I still have a picture for that. So my two truths and a lie this year are, I have a baby tooth, I gave up Diet Coke this summer, and the last one, I held an alligator. And so just to have some discussion, just to talk about it a little bit, get to know you, that kind of thing, let them decide which one do you think is the which ones do you think are the truth and which one do you think is the lie and I put these up on my dry erase board so they're just there with magnets and they can easily pick up oh I think you know you still have a baby tooth is the lie and they can pick that up or I think you gave diet coke and pick that up and then they can see the picture of whatever is happening so if you're curious the lie is that I gave up diet coke this summer I am working on that, but it's not there yet. I can't say I gave it up. I have reduced the amount, but I do still have a baby tooth and I did hold a baby alligator this summer on vacation. And so I could have pictures for each of those things to kind of give a visual for what's there. So that's what I do. And then I ask them if they wanna give me two truths and a lie and I'll try to spot their lie. And some of them are really good at it, and some of it are like, ah, I gotta think about it. And you know what, even for myself, it's easier for me because I have time to think about it. On the spot, I don't know if I could come up with two truths and a lie. So some of them then come to me the first day of school, and they're like, I have my two two truths and a lie. So it's just something to kind of get some conversation going. You can make it, even if, say, you're brand new to your students or brand new to your caseload, they could be things like, I have three kids. Well, really, I don't. I only have two. Maybe I like to read, or, you know, maybe it could be more about you. But my kids know a lot of those things about me. So I can make them maybe a little more silly or different or whatever. So make it however you want it. But I like to play two truths and a lie. And last but not least is I always leave or have them leave with a card that has either their conference date, like we have actually scheduled their annual case conference, or a reminder card for when their conference will be held, like what month. So my first couple of years at my current school, I had a student whose conference was due in May. And that parent every year would call and be like, we haven't had his meeting yet, we haven't had his meeting yet. And she was also a Spanish speaker, so she couldn't like call or text me directly. She had to call the secretary, the secretary would email me, I would reply, then she would call her back. And really, it's like, girl, his conference is in May. Give me time. You know, it's February. You're right. We haven't held a conference yet. So then I kind of thought, I'm sure she's not the only one that's wondering, like, why haven't we held a conference? I haven't heard from Miss Whoop yet. So I think even just knowing that, you know, way back when, when I first started teaching, we did them in their birth month. And then we've really gotten away from that. They are no longer in their birth month. And so I think for a lot of parents, and she does have students who are older and, you know, have had IEPs. So she probably remembers the days of it being in their birth month. And so for her, it's kind of probably like, come on, Mrs. Wolf, get it together. Why aren't you, you know, asking about this conference or when can we schedule? And so I like them to know that. And if you are the type of person who likes to work ahead, you could even schedule some of those if they want. They might say, you know what? My schedule varies from week to week or I'll never remember that. Just call me a couple weeks before, which is fine. But you could even set some of those dates then that way, you're not calling, you're not messaging, you're not you know, trying to track down a parent. The date is just already set and you've already agreed upon it. So I think that would be a personal preference. Are you going to actually set the date or are you going to let them know that their annual case conference will take place in May and you'll be contacting them at the end of April or early in May because his conference is the 15th or something like that? So I always leave them with that. That way, not only do they have my contact information where, you know, please, please, please let me know if you need something, but also, you know, when I'll be trying to contact you. My card also specifies that we can hold a meeting at any time before that. And I always try to say that in real life too. Like, yes, we're going to meet on March 10th. However, if you need me before that, or if you're noticing things, please let me know. It's okay to have a meeting before that. So I usually try to communicate that to them, um, but it is something that I want them to leave with just so they know, no news is good news. If you're not hearing from me, that's okay. You'll get progress reports, that kind of thing. So in a nutshell, I always have my contact information, a little meet the teacher page available for my parents. I always have candy or a toy or something to kind of motivate my kids to come see what does Mrs. Wilp have. And then I always share my behavior management plan. What, do, what does it look like in my room? How does that tie in with the grade level? What kind of prizes do they earn? That kind of thing. I always have some type of game or STEM activity, something to give them something to do. Nothing is worse than them like coming to your room and you hug them because you miss them so much and maybe you ask them about their summer vacation and then it's like okay you can go now we're done so I'd like to have something for them to do and some of the parents may not want to stay and do a STEM activity a STEM activity maybe they don't want to stand around and see what lies is Mrs. Wilp telling about herself but it gives an opportunity for everybody to kind of interact and get to know one another And I wrap that up by either scheduling their conference or giving them a card that notifies them of when the conference will be held. While all of those things are important, I think the most important tip that I could give you is to contact your parents before open house night so that they know it's happening and so that they know that you will be there and to actually look for you, whether you are new or returning. So, make sure that they even know hey, yes, I am in Mr. Wilp's class, but I can also walk down to Mrs. Wilp's class and see what her room looks like. Or, you know, you can see your gen ed teacher and meet them. That's important. But it's also important to see the special ed teacher while you're there and come, you know, make contact, especially from a parent to teacher standpoint. So, make sure that they know what's going on and that way they can come visit you and see all of the wonderful things, whether you do what I do or something else. Let them see what that looks like in your classroom. For next week's episode, I gave myself a little test, okay? So in the resource room Facebook group, so many of you had shared that you don't even know what your caseload is. Like you don't even know what grade levels or maybe what school specifically, like you literally know nothing until just a few days, maybe a week before school starts. And that gives me anxiety. Like I don't know how some of you do that. And so I thought, well, I am going to do a podcast episode about how to get ready for, you know, a caseload of students in one day. Can I do the essential things in one day so that like if kids walked in my room tomorrow, I would be ready. And I am happy to announce that I successfully did that. And I kept track of how long it took me to do some of these things. And so in next week's episode, I'm going to share what you need to do, that to-do list And then kind of how to implement all the things so that you can be ready in one day because whether you are a teacher just finding out your caseload or you're a returning teacher none of us want to spend the last two weeks of summer at school getting ready so come back next week and i'll share my to-do list and how i executed that in just one day well my friend that's a wrap Thank you so much for listening to the Resource Room podcast. I truly, truly love to help and support other special ed teachers. Because of that, I run a Facebook group just for us. Search the Resource Room and request to join. You can also check out my website, theprimarygal.com, for blog posts, pictures, and more information. Until next time, have a great week.